This is the Eat Drink Fun Beverage Study Podcast. I'm Chris Miller. Hello and welcome back. Today we're talking about many people's favorite grape, Cabernet Sauvignon. If grape varieties had passports, then Cabernets would probably need extension pages. Originally from Bordeaux, this grape has traveled the globe from France to the US, Australia, South Africa, Italy, and Chile, just to name a few. Cabernet is famous as the base for some of the richest, most complex wines in the world. Its elevated acidity, tannins, and alcohol offer excellent aging potential. Let's get into the tasting note. The wine should be clear with medium to deep intensity of appearance. Older expressions will be slightly less opaque and begin to develop a lighter rust or orange rim. The color is ruby to dark ruby. Aromas on the nose. Cabernet has a medium intensity of aromas and certain tell. It's that green bell pepper or peppercorn. Those are pyrazines. The chemical compound is methoxypyrazine, actually. There are other tells with Cabernet, like elevated acidity, really firm tannins you feel on your gums and cheeks, and that graphite pencil shaving aroma. Now, I'm going to go into the primary, secondary, and tertiary aromas that you'll get in a standard glass of Cabernet. But I will follow that up by talking about four different Cabernets from four different regions. We'll go to Bordeaux, Napa Valley in California, Australia, and Chile. So, primary aromas for a standard cab. You begin with black fruit. That's black currant, cassis, blackberry, and black cherry. You might have some moderate red fruit, so red plum or fig paste. Floral aromas, you get violets and purple flowers green and herbal aromas. Think of green bell peppers, mint, sage, tobacco, and dried herbs. Earthy aromas. You're going to have medium plus to high minerality in Cabernet. So the big one, of course, graphite and pencil lead, but gravel, iron, damp soil, and mushrooms. Secondary aromas uh, from the winemaking process. Oak, most importantly. You've got usually some use of old and new French barrels. It could be American barrels, but it's usually French barrels. Um, lesser quality wines may use wood staves or chips to impart oak aromas and flavors. Regardless, these aromas include baking spices, clove, smoke, coffee, vanilla, roasted nuts, cedar, sometimes coconut, which is amazing. Spicy and savory aromas, you get baking spices, that green peppercorn, anise, clove, and some exotic spices. For the tertiary aromas, these include leather, cedar, cigar box, again that coconut, more lead pencil shavings, iodine, and game. So now I will touch on some of the predominant aromas you may find in Cabernet from four different continents. Of course, there's always going to be variations across each country and even within each region in that country based on the unique soils, climate, weather aspect, and all the other components that make up a unique vineyard plot. So for Bordeaux blends, earth and mineral components often equal, if not surpass, the fruit. On the fruit side, it's black currant and cassis predominating. Herbal and green notes, you get that green bell pepper and dried herbs, and earth, high minerality, the graphite, pencilite, gravel, and mushroom. Secondary aromas, oak. Almost always some use of new French oak in Bordeaux. While that oak is present, it is very well integrated and not overpowering. In California, Napa Valley, fruit leads while the earth and the dusty volcanic minerality are in a supporting role. Wines from the valley floor will always usually show more lushness and fruitiness than the wines grown at elevation. For black fruit, we're talking black currants and blackberries. 
deeper herbal and green aromas, mint stands out. For earth, it's pencil lead and sweet tobacco and sweet leather. In Australia, it is a ripe, lush black fruit attack with black plum and grape hard candy. The herbal, green, and spice notes include white pepper, bay leaf, and eucalyptus, which is very unique. Other aromas include chocolate. In Chile, it's a mixture of a ripe fruit-forward attack with a well-balanced and classic acidity, freshness, and those pyrazine aromas, the green bell pepper, uh, those herbal notes. For ripe black fruits, it's blackberry, black cherry, and fig paste, and baking spices at the end. For aroma development, you have the full spectrum with Cabernet. Youthful, developing, or fully developed if it's got some bottle age. Let's talk about palate and structure next. Sweetness is dry. New World Cabernet has that ripe attack that may resemble some sweetness, but these are dry wines generally. Acidity is medium plus to high. Tannin is medium plus to high. Alcohol is medium to medium plus in Bordeaux and Chile medium plus in Australia, and medium plus to high in California. The body is medium in Bordeaux, medium plus in Australia and Chile, and a full-bodied wine in California. Flavor intensity is medium plus to pronounced, and the flavor characteristics usually echo the primary, secondary, and tertiary aromas that we just went over. So lots of dark fruit, blue fruit, predominating uh, oak, either from the use of new barrels or those wood treatments. The finish is medium to long, depending on the quality. Distinctions for blind tasting. Now, generally the question you're gonna have to ask yourself is, is it Cab or is it Merlot? Merlot is gonna show more plush, plummy notes and chocolate. Cabernet is gonna show more black currant, graphite and peppercorn. The structure specifically Merlot is going to be fleshier, higher alcohol, a little less acidic, and the tannins will be silkier and softer than Cabernet. Next, let's talk a little about Cabernet's history. Its parents were Cabernet Franc and Sauvignon Blanc. Its origin is in the Medoc, that is the left western bank of the Gironde estuary in Bordeaux. Pseudonyms include Petit Cabernet, Fidure, in the Grave area, it's known as Petite Vidure. On the right bank of Bordeaux, it's also called Petite Boucher. And in the Gironde area, it's known as Boucher. And in central France, it's sometimes called Sauvignon Rouge. The name itself, Cabernet, may be derived from the Latin word caput, meaning head, or carbone, meaning coal. Sauvignon means savage. So, savage head or savage coal. Viticulture. So the grape characteristics for the Cabernet grape, it's thick-skinned, late-budding, late-ripening, has small berries. And because it has these small berries, it can be resistant to certain diseases. The climate, it's anywhere from maritime to Mediterranean, Bordeaux being having maritime aspects, and of course, California and other regions having that Mediterranean. Preferred soils are well-drained gravel soils. Locations of production include, at the top, France, with 53,000 hectares. In California, there's 91,000 acres. Napa Valley, 21,000 acres. In Sonoma, 13,000. And in Washington State, 19,000 acres. In Chile, we're talking 41,000 hectares. In Australia, 25,000 hectares. Spain, 19,000. Italy and Argentina both have about 16,000 hectares and in South Africa, 13,000 hectares. As to winemaking, so some standard techniques. Often, 
the grapes are totally destemmed and the berries are inspected either manually or by a computer with a laser optic scanner. Stainless steel tanks to neutral oak to concrete eggs for fermentation depends on the producer. They may apply a cold soak for hours or days before fermentation, and this is to extract flavors and aromas, but not so much tannins. The cold soak is also important for promoting the activation of native ambient yeast that may be in the cellar. Cap management is used to control the extraction, and it may include gentle pouring over and punching down, chapeau submergé, or rack and return, which involves transferring the wine into a fresh vessel and then returning it by pouring it over the previous cap to enhance maceration. That's called délestage. Barrel aging is usually done with New York barrels at you know, depends on the producer, but anywhere from 20% uh, to greater, depending on what they're willing to do. For blending partners, Cabernet Sauvignon is typically blended with Merlot, with Cabernet Franc, Petit Verdot, also with Malbec and Syrah and Sangiovese in Italy. Notable vintages in Bordeaux. We've had several good years recently. Uh, I'll just list the excellent vintages and point out the ones that are legendary. So 2020 was excellent, 2018, 2016, 2015, 2010 was legendary, 2009 was legendary, 2005 was legendary, 2000 was legendary, 96 was legendary, 95 was excellent, and 89 was legendary. Now. It's also broken down, and I'm, I'm looking at winesearcher.com. You can look at specific regions within Bordeaux. So for uh, Saint Estef, in 2020, 2018, and 2016, they had excellent recent vintages. In Poyac, in 2020, 2019, 18, 16, and 15, those were all excellent. In Saint-Julien, in 2020, 2019, 2018, 16, and 15, were all excellent. In Margot, 2020, 2019, 2018, 16, and 15 again. So you see those years, the last couple years have been quite good. In Napa Valley, the last uh, excellent vintage noted is 2018. Then there's 2016, 15, 14. 2013 was marked as legendary. 2010, 2007, 2005. 2002 was marked as legendary. And 2001 was marked as legendary. Food service and pairing. So the serving temperature for Cabernet Sauvignon is cool. That's 15 to 20 degrees Celsius or 60 to 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Decant it for an hour or so. And you can cellar Cabernet 5 to 25 years, even longer if it's a great producer and a great vintage. Serve it in an oversized wine glass. For food pairings, red meat. Everyone loves cab with steak, but it's also great with lamb and venison and game. For cheeses, very versatile. Fruity umami cheeses, try cheddar, gouda, colby, or osorati. For dry salty cheeses, try parmigiano reggiano, grana padano, pecorino, asiago, or manchego. Or for nutty hard cheeses, try gruyere, comte, provolone, or emmental. Finally, last but not least, some good producers to know. I'm going to start in France. And while I mentioned some of these wines are incredibly well-regarded first or second growth wines, those are nearly unobtainium these days because they're sold on Premier. They are worth mentioning nonetheless, and you will find them on menus and fine dining places. So here we go. Off to France, beginning in the Médoc and with saint Estef, Chateau Montrose, Cos d'Estonnel, 
Calonsegur, Chateau Lafont Rocher. In Poyac, at the very highest end, of course, you have Chateau Lafitte Rochild, Chateau Mouton Rochild, and Chateau Latour. But more attainable wines include Lynchbage, Ponte Canet, and Grand Poilacoste. In Saint-Julien, look for Ducru Bocaillon and Léon Vieux-Baton. In Margaux, look for Chateau Palmer and Chateau Dizan. Moving across to California, Napa Valley, the legendary Robert Mondavi and Opus One being at the top, but there are many other good labels there. Also, look for Ridge Vineyards, Montebello, Mathiasen, and Harlan Estate. In Sonoma, look for Arno Roberts, Monticello Single Vineyard. In South Australia, Penfolds is a legend. In Western Australia, look for Cloudburst in the Margaret River area. And finally, in Chile, two labels, Concha y Toro and Chadwick. So that does it for this beverage study episode on Cabernet Sauvignon. It was a little bit longer than usual, but Cabernet is a prolific variety, and it's very important in the wine world. So I hope you got something out of it, and you learned something. Till next time, remember to eat well, drink better, and always have fun. <laughs>